What's up guys, it's Hot Take Without the Hot Take here, and welcome back to another episode of Junior Senior 2 Views. Let's get straight into it. What does Trevor Bauer's suspension from ba- from baseball mean? It is a two-year suspension, so obviously Trevor Bauer hasn't played baseball in over a year, and he's been dealing with the uh, legal fallout from a alleged uh, sexual assault case, which is pretty serious, obviously, and... Um, Baseball has now decided to suspend him for two years, which, yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, the Dodgers won't have to pay him any money because he's suspended. Oh, he's suspended. So, so I mean, they don't. They're not. It's not like they're involved. So this is yeah. a separate issue. So look, I think where there's smoke, there's potentially fire. Yep. And you know, obviously, the Dodgers didn't want to have him participating in gameplay whilst there's something legal hanging over his head. Yep. So this was. Baseball had to act swiftly, and they have accordingly. And yeah. so it will depend on whatever. You know, at this point now, it's time for there to, for Trevor Bauer to clear his name, yeah. obviously, in order to come back and pitch. And I, I mean, at the time, he was right up there as far as the most sought-after free agent and right in the Dodgers' wheelhouse of pitching. And, now, and the Mets were wanting, wanted him as well. Whew, they dodged that Thank bullet. God they did not get him. Gosh, the next so I think year. it means that it's serious now. I think before, maybe historically, baseball would have saw things as you know the only thing that a suspension would lead to in most cases was you know any PED use, like for example, or anything yeah. like that, or you know, or like Pete Rose, who's got a lifetime ban for baseball for betting on baseball. But this is you know outside of baseball sphere, and, and you know it's something that is about being conscious and baseball's yeah. just like we can't take chances on having any suspicions that are gonna take the game. So, yeah. Yep. Who's trapped more, Kevin Durant or LeBron James? It's gotta be LeBron James. At least with Kevin Durant, you could say the Nets still have a chance over the next couple of years if they just they just need to retool the roster a little bit. With with LeBron, their roster is stuck. With just old, well, I said this at the beginning of the year when they assembled the damn Justice League filled with guys who should be in the retirement home discussing their 401ks. I said, all of these guys just are here because they think a ring will just be handed to them. Yeah. Um, I disagree. I I actually believe it's Kevin Durant. I think Mm. Kevin Durant's in a tougher spot. No. I think he is because, hear me out. Because I believe that he's realized he's he's hitched his wagon to the wrong horse, and that's Kyrie Irving. And I honestly believe that you know Kyrie Irving is goofy. Uh, yeah. He is a bit unhinged, in my opinion. And so you know he's got his extension. Kyrie's going to opt out and want an extension. I think the Nets were exposed this season as and the talent isn't. They gave up all those assets to get James Harden, Jared Allen, and and the like. Right. So I mean, and Jared Allen was before that was that was to Cleveland. But I suppose I'm just looking at it from the standpoint of going forward in the East. Yes, Brooklyn's a destination. I just don't. I think the talent level is is needed more. And 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 some people would would suggest that you know Durant leaving the Warriors 
was bonkers because you thought, and maybe he fell under the pressure of going to a super team and being criticized for leaving. OKC well, he wanted, he was going to, I felt like no matter what happened, he was going to leave the Warriors because he wanted to be his the own man. guy. Right, but you still need you still need help. You still need pieces. And last year's playoffs, he proved he was that guy. But this year's playoffs, from games one, and th- one, two, and three, he was horrible. Game four, he was great. But... I just think that I think it's LeBron trapped in a worse situation. You've got Anthony Davis, who is brittle, injured, Br- brittle like peanuts. It will depend on what happens if they can make a trade for Russ to get Russ out of here, and if they can get pieces back. Well, if they, they need get pieces they need, back. They need reliable. Course, they need they, reliable depth. They we need know to that. completely overhaul if they can that get roster. Pieces for Russell Westbrook. Because right now they don't have anything, then maybe if it requires one or two other teams, maybe they're on the right track. They're probably going to get like some bits of cotton ball and an extra roulette ball in Vegas. Next, more about the Celtics or Bucks in game number two. So obviously, game two, completely different situation. Wow. Uh, Jalen Brown went off early on. I just have to say, walk in the mouth and get up. Like I said, and they, I said it at the start of the series when you were like, well, they're going to... I felt like the Celtics were going to do the same thing that the Bulls did with Giannis in game one. Because now they have a fully staffed front court. Not just with um, Grant Williams and uh, Al Horford. They now have Robert Williams, the third back. Yeah, yeah. So now they have a fully staffed front court to go against Giannis. And they have one tracking up top, and it's most likely Horford. They most of the time they have Grant Williams tracking him in the paint, and now, man, the Celtics look good. They look good, but I mean, I wow! Suppose out of this, both Tatum and Brown they scored fifty nine points. Yeah, that's big. And Combined. the bench for the Celtics yep. came through. Their Grant that, Williams had twenty one. Yep. You look at you look at Milwaukee really after Giannis, you got not much. Yep. You got Connaughton thirteen. Drew Holiday scored nineteen. They need. Scoring right now because Chris Middleton. They need to get Chris. They need. They miss Chris Middleton. Well, that's and that's a hole that it's going to be a very difficult place. In the first game, Giannis went off. Yeah. Right. And Giannis wasn't didn't play as well this game. They let him get his points. Yeah, but, but he was on pretty inefficient shooting. Of course, but these. This is the thing. Boston made a lot of turnovers in game one. The defense wasn't as good. It was better in game two. It was they much got better. The split much better defense. This is a seven game series. So now it's That's going it. it's now it's going back to, back to Milwaukee. Milwaukee with the Bucks holding home court advantage. And I agree with you. This is going seven, but I think the Celtics are well equipped well much well more well equipped equipped to take equipped. Yes. Equipped to take it because wow, they look good. The bench looks good. I have to mention Peyton Pritchard. He is their Swiss Army knife off the bench. He can do everything. He's their secret weapon. Okay. All right. Next. What were the takeaways from the Suns-Mavs game? Look, the Suns just looked looked a step above the Mavs in terms of just scheming. And it's not anything the Mavs did wrong, really. I mean, it was there was lack of communication on some ends of the floor. But Luka had 45 points. But holy, the Suns are good. Yeah, but that was it. Yeah. Luke had 45 was, and nobody else. Yeah. And so what I talked about prior to start the series was DeAndre Ayton. 
Give wow. him his money. Give him his max contract before yeah. someone else does. Yeah, but this is Robert Sarver before we're talking about. Before someone else This does. is Robert Sarver we're talking well, about. Before someone else does. This is Robert Sarver. Because someone else will give him I know. Money. And so, unlike the series with the Jazz, we had Rudy Gobert sort of hesitating and can't do anything. DeAndre Ayton is eating them alive. Yeah. And you got Kleba guarding him. That's not going to work. So, this is the game that we thought was going to happen. Uh, Luka needs help. Great that Jalen Brunson scored all those points in the mat in the Jazz series, but he needs someone else with him because if it's just Luca scoring 45, 50 points, it's not going to be enough yeah. to get them. So, what you pulled from that was they only lost by seven. Yeah. However, this is the this is the thing, and you know, and and the the Suns I I believe have the edge because they have a deeper bench. They can get you know Bridges. You know, I mean, those guys come off the bench. They're pretty good. So, Luca needs help. Yeah, clearly the Mavs. Well, Brunson needs to problems. go back to what he was doing in the Jazz series. But I don't think he can. I just don't think. I don't think he's equipped that way. I think he had a great series because it, well, maybe they didn't have to worry well, about. Well, they Luka. need they know. they need their depth to start clicking again. They need guys like Dinwiddie and Bertans to start going. Yeah, again. but Dinwiddie's not a scorer. He's not. He's not that guy. He's a guy who can you know get some minutes. But you know, I just think right now they're facing a different beast. You know, there's a and that Suns team can just cut you up and carve you up into pieces. And right yeah. now, Luca needs help. Honestly, he can't be the only with one. how well they're playing and how Booker's back to full strength, if barring injury, this Suns team, I'm I'm packing them for the championship. They're my pick. They're my pick for the championship. Okay. It just feels like their time. Barring um, injury, I think this team. This is it. Okay, all right. This has got to be it for them. Next one. Okay for Desmond Ritter, drafted by the Falcons to say, they're going to get a Super Bowl out of me. All right. So he was drafted in the third round, right? He's the quarterback. I knew knew he was going to the Falcons. I knew he was going to the Falcons. Uh, If it, It wasn't as high as I had him going. But I knew he was going to the Falcons because of that connection with Arthur Smith's offense. Uh I think it's not – look, it's very, very bold for him to say that. But look at what Rosen said in 2018. Nine mistakes taken ahead of me. Look at what he said back then. Oh, well, so Josh Rosen. Yeah, Josh Rosen. Well, nobody... Well, nobody, we've nobody, had... He was well, good in college. Yeah. You can't... You know, you, you can't... It's hard to sit there with a the quarter... And particularly with the fact that a handful of quarterbacks were picked, right? Yeah. And Ritter was one of them late in the rounds. Yep. I don't think it's a, anything wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, they showed him talking... Well, Ritter, they showed him talking on the phone with Arthur Smith... And they showed him talking on the phone with the owner, yep. Arthur Blake, yep. who clearly would love to hear that statement again yep. about Super Bowl, having to relive <laughs> the, 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 the past, the dream he had about raising his hands up, his old hands up, going, we just won a Super Bowl, we beat the Patriots. Wait a minute, we didn't. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, for him to say that, I don't think it's any, I think it's bold. But uh, honestly, you know, and look, he's got a look, he's got an opportunity to perhaps... Make it a competition because Mariota's got the job yeah. to start with. Look, but. Ritter's got potential. He's a four-year senior, but he's very raw. And he's very, very raw. He was one of the quarterbacks that was taken higher than guys like Willis or Corral. Uh-huh. But I think he he needs a lot of development. But that's but probably a good thing. It, it, be where but he is. It, where he is in the Falcons, he's not being asked he, to do anything. He's not being asked to do too much. And he's in a system where he's comfortable with Arthur Smith. So. I think this is the best situation he could have gone to. All right. Uh, do the Sixers have any chance versus the Heat without Embiid and with how 
how sluggish Harden is in the playoffs all the time and how Tyrese Maxey's had to carry the load. No. No chance. Um, no, 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 no. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, the game one, I don't even, I, didn't, I honestly don't even know what happened. Like, well, it just... started, there were points of the, those points of the game where you looked at the Sixers and went, wow, okay, maybe. And, and James Harden looked like James Harden of Houston. Yeah. He looked a little quicker, but then second half he disappeared, and then I mean this is what he does in the playoffs. So, he sh- he's he, but he's not he's he's I guess he should have asserted himself to be more taking more shots, and he wasn't. And so Tyrese Maxey had to do everything. Yeah, I look, we we agree on this. I mean, if you if you don't have Embiid, you're the done. The thing about it is, I believe they'll they'll play game two without him. If they're down 0-2, expect them to be in an Iron Man suit yep. come Game 3. Because a concussion or a broken eye socket, he's going to be out there wearing a helmet and a mask. Because uh, Bam Adebayo had a, had a picnic down there. Bam yep. Adebayo Even was against, everywhere. against DeAndre Jordan. Well, DeAndre Jordan's yeah, he's not nothing. a defender. Yeah, he's yeah, not. And he can't do anything when he has a ball. DeAndre's good for and, the alley-oop. And Doc, about it. and Doc Rivers says they're going to stay with him. For the rest of the series. Oh, oh wow. God. You're just loving that because Doc said it. So you can yeah. turn back and go, Doc said, see, I hate Doc Rivers. No, I. He almost choked the last series. Well, I, without Embiid, it's 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 not looking too good. And But not even that. Uh, the Sixers bench didn't show up anyway. No. Because Miami's bench definitely showed up. Tyler Hero put in Oh, 25. my God. 27. 27 for He's him. so good. They have a deeper bench. And if those guys... And you could put Oladipo in. Oladipo came and scored. Oladipo gave so, Vincent, Max Struess. So, they, I mean... The depth is just salivating on the The heat. Sixers have to match that. And right now, they aren't. So, if it's, if game two, which is tomorrow... Well, our, no, it's our time tomorrow. Yeah. If game two ends up being another loss for the Sixers, don't ex- don't be surprised to see a beat back. They can't wait till game three to bring it, game no. four to bring it back. I don't think so. Let me look at the next one. What we got? We have takeaways from game two: the Grizzles and the against Warriors. the Dubs. Well, what do we have for that because that was another close game. Yeah, it was a blowout. But Ja had a monster performance. Forty-seven. Uh, he didn't play his best in game one, and they got routed. But, well, they lost. Uh, yeah. They only lost by one game. Well, one. by one. Yeah, they didn't get well, routed. Well, it was close. It was uh, close. They but, didn't get routed. But they just the Warriors look looked like a different team. They looked a lot more composed in game one because it's that playoff mentality. Well, they didn't get routed. But what they didn't get routed. That's my fault. Yeah. But Anytime. with it, but the Grizzlies played a really aggressive game and they got the win out of it. Uh, I don't think. If the Grizzle the Grizzlies got kind of lucky, yeah. John Morant, hands down, is is almost reminds me of Kyrie Irving and the fact that he can weave his way into the post and contort his. Body. I think he he reminds me more of Allen Iverson well, in I mean, the way he, he does yeah, that. The fact that he can contort his body in midair and do all those things makes him dangerous. He scored forty seven. Yep. He needs help. Another another situation now. One of the guys was booted out early in the game. I anyway. think it was Dylan Brooks Dylan for that for, for the foul, that on, was a hard foul. on um uh, Gary, Gary Payton. The the, that was a hard Gary foul. Payton the second, yeah. But you know, overall, Clay Thompson didn't have a good game. He didn't shoot well. Um, 
there is there is opportunities for Memphis to exploit the Warriors, and they're not really doing it. I mean, Jared Jackson only scored maybe 10, 11 points. He should be in the post because they don't have a center. Yeah, they don't use center. I mean, the, the Warriors historically don't do utilize. And, and Wiseman right now is still developing in the oh, G well, League. Forget about Wiseman; he's not playing now. Yeah. So it goes back to it goes back to Golden State now. I don't know. I, I still say that. Right now, Golden State has the edge of the series, but it's gonna, it's gonna. John Morant needs and then the sloppiness. They mm-hmm. got out rebounded. They should be getting out rebounded by the by the Warriors. They yeah. played sloppy, so they were lucky to get the win. They were and lucky oh, to get the split. is it at home or was it at FedEx? Was it FedEx? FedEx. So it's going back to San Francisco now. Yeah, so it's gonna get tougher from here. So, ring, uh, ding, ding. what does the top ten lowest home attendance say for, for baseball? Says? So let's look at this. I was I was curious about this, and I thought. You would like this. The too. A's are going to be at the top of this. A's at the top, of course. All right? Does it average? Well, I've already dissected. So let's look at the top ten. All right. A's are the top. So we already know about the A's. I've already oh, yeah. dissected. Their, yeah, their as average why. attendance is seven thousand nine hundred forty-two. Well, because they won out of there for okay, Las so Vegas. Let's just, I'm not going to go through numbers. Yep. One through ten: A's, Pirates, Marlins, Rays, Guardians, Royals, Twins, White Sox, Nationals, and D-backs. All right, so some of these teams are really bad. Some of these teams are horrible. Pirates are bad. Pirates are bad. Pirates are bad. Marlins are pretty bad so far. D-backs are bad. Um, I just the White Sox are are interesting to me because they're they're technically in their window, but they're having a slow start to the season. Yeah, but they just it wasn't even that. I think it's crazy that the Royals are down there too because. The Royals seven years ago won a championship. Yeah, but but so but the very next year they missed the playoffs, and then 2017 they were looking to trade everybody. Yeah, but I mean, again, I'm kind of confused as to why some of the teams in this mix because well, the I get, Royals, I get, the, the Rays, Royals, nobody wants. But by, by the time game. 2018 hit, the Royals were already deep in a rebuild, and they're only just getting prospects like Whit Merrifield out. But the Royals haven't really got anything outside of, um, not Whit Merrifield, Bobby Whit Jr., who's amazing, by the way. But they've been deep in well, the tank since 2018. Okay, so I understand some of it. Okay, so 22 games in, the Royals are 8-14. and 14. The, tw- the, t- uh, the Twins, but the Twins are in first place. Yeah. So that's, that's confusing to me. Um, you know, I'm looking at... That might be the cold of April. I guess it might be the cold of April, you know... Uh, my whole thing—I don't see the. I'm trying to understand why it doesn't. It, you know, oh, it doesn't always make make perfect sense. The Rangers are in last place yet. Obviously, their attendance is not so bad. Uh, well, because their new ballpark is there. Well, so. I mean, again, the Pirates are in the middle of the pack yet. They, so, but the Pirates stink. So, yeah, I think it might be the cold of April. I think I might might be that. It might be just people just don't want to. It costs money to go to a game. Yeah, people would rather watch it on TV. Yeah, it's like. You know, family of four. Especially for a bad product. Right. So where am I going to go out to watch the A's when they stink? And they're going to, they're going to go to Vegas they're, they're, next week. Well, they're sandbagging anyway. So who cares? All right. All right. Uh, surprise that Robinson Cano has been designated for assignment. No. That's designated for bye-bye. Yeah. That's good. not designated for assignment. Goodbye. I mean, That's designated I bye-bye. Mean, look, he's forty. He just came off a P- he came off a PED suspension recently. Yeah. He hasn't looked the same. No, go. No, he's been a liability right now. Yeah, in terms, he's of- hitting a buck ninety five. He's had a couple home runs. They were talking. It was it was interesting because on the Sunday night game, what was on, it was nationally televised. There was talk about that, like saying, you know, you know, they're gonna make some. That's how to make some decisions. They gotta trim their. 
turn the roster down. It, it's not surprising. And, yeah. and you know what? I think that's kind of it. Yeah. I think, I, from my understanding, all they I think need... they have a week with him, and yeah. then he's either getting traded or waived. Yep. And, and you know, his best years Are were in Seattle. Him. You were in Seattle. And yep. then, you know, with the Yankees, but then Seattle. And then they got a product that just couldn't quite... He couldn't quite get there, so I think. Father and they Times, traded. They traded quite a few prospects. Yeah, Father Times caught up with him, so it doesn't surprise me that that's happened. I agree with you. He's been a liability at second base. You might as well just plug McNeil in over him. Yeah, you and know, look, they they might be able to put Escobar in at third and trade Davis for a reliever because they need to fix that bullpen. Trevor May is so bad. I'm sorry, Trevor May is the. I'm honestly, Trevor May is terrible. It's just another long line of horrible Mets relievers, and he's just even worse. All right, all right. Next one, I got this. Yep. Um. Let's see. David Griffin awarded NBA Executive of the Year deserved. Is yep. he deserving of that? Um. I forgot which team he is. <laughs> the he Pelicans. Got. Oh, Pelicans. Yep. He deserves it, in my opinion. Yep. He's. I've been eating crow ever since the trade deadline. Lots of it. And spitting out bones yep, too. Yep. And he deserves it fully. He has turned around this roster, which was absolutely horrible at the start of the season, to a team that now is building a culture. And he deserves executive of the year. Yeah, I mean there probably could be look, I think there probably could be a I think up there would be Usain Majuri. Yep. Because I nobody expected the no one expected the Raptors to basically be where they. But were. he's always in the mix every year. He's I know. An amazing but, executive. No, but based on what they had and what they got drafting Scotty Barnes, I would say that that it, it's he's probably yep. a close second. But you know, I agree. I'm like you. I didn't eat as much crow because you yep. were just constantly slamming the team. Yep. But you know the Pelicans were dead and buried by most most accounts at the start of the season. Yeah, and so they were. You know, the pulling off the McCollum trade was was huge. Those assets showed up in the playoffs. They don't. Yep, and they and don't so need to now, give up. They don't need to give up the first round pick. You know, all it all all it comes down to now is the one piece that they need to get back healthy. It's Zion, and, and he's and he's he's recently enough. has been quoted as saying he was asked if he would sign sign the five year one hundred eighty one million dollar extension. He said. I couldn't sign it fast enough, he said. Right, well, so, yeah, of course. So he wants to stick... That's 30-something million dollars a year. You better believe yeah. he'll sign it. So he wants... And there's going to be upfront yeah. money. So if he, if he still can't play, he's yeah. going to get paid. He wants to stick around in New Orleans. Duh. And I think it's good because the team is winning for him, and he's realized that. Well, I think he had to watch it yeah. and see what's on the product on the court. To he's, got a, he's got a nice supporting cast to return to when he gets back healthy. Um... Now, NHL playoffs. Let's talk about Rangers, Pens. Yeah. It was a really tough game to watch. They got off to a really good start. Adam, Started good Adam, enough. Adam Fox had a great goal. And uh, I was watching it on my, on my way to university. It was a great goal. Mm-hmm. But just the Rangers seemed really undisciplined. Especially heading into uh, from the fourth quarter into... Three the next times. three overtimes, they were really undisciplined. They get they gave up, they had a five on three, which they gave up a goal to, uh, and then obviously that Marino winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it's I, not how you start. Yeah, it's how you I just finish. feel like they they all of their playoff hopes rely on Igor Shishjerkin, and 
when he's not optimal, the team's not optimal. Mm-hmm. He was good today, but the, it seemed like the rest of the defense outside of Adam Fox just sort of yeah. disappeared. Yeah. So I watched the highlights, surprisingly. Yeah. I decided, well, it's the playoffs. I would never watch a regular season yeah. game. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an old guy. So I, I grew up I grew up with the Fox NHL, you know, yeah. highlighted puck, which is always awesome to watch a pink puck moving around the, the, the rink. But yeah. watching this game, I agree. I think experience does mean something. Yeah. And you look at Pittsburgh, they got experienced guys. Yeah. They're not from, they're not unfamiliar with this. There was no panic. Like that that core panic. That core Crosby, Malkin, there was G- no Gens- panic. Gensel, Zucker, Rust. He scored two goals, Gensel. Yeah. yeah. There's no panic on that team. So, you know, when you've won Let, as many Stanley, when you've won as many Stanley Cups as they have, this is just another. Don't let's not get rattled. Let's not worry. We'll take them in overtime, and they did. So yeah. the Rangers have to come back and, and, and somehow, respond. some way, respond. Fine, they have need, to respond. They need to find a game at MSG and yeah. heading back to PPG Paints Arena. Changing gears, yeah. Onto to the hockey. The Maple Leafs showed something to you. Holy surprise! Surprise! Well, Tampa played horrible. They played Tampa. Bad, but... Tampa played hot, hot garbage, but. but Mitch Marner scored a goal. It is he scored a goal in the playoffs. Mm. This is a revelation. Yeah. The see, this is what the, the Leafs they have high end talent and the high end talent to beat good teams like Tampa. Mm-hmm. But can they do it consistently? Well, they we, had the high end talent last year. Game four last year against the Canadians was their most complete work of art in a playoff game. It. In forever. And what happened in that series, they blew it. Completely okay. blew it. So, don't pump the brakes. That's what one of my favorite Leaf fans that I like watching on YouTube, Steve Dangle, he reacted to this game and said, pump the brakes, and said, stop it. Of course. We beat Tampa once and they played horrible. Yeah, but what happened? Last what time? happened? They still got to win three more games. They got to win right. three more games for a series. So, the last hockey game we should talk about is... The complete annihilation of the Nashville Predators. Yeah, they got well smoked. They, they were they're without Yusei Saros, who's been the predecessor to to Pekka Rene, mm-hmm. and without him, that they, like they've got they a, couldn't do anything. They couldn't do anything. Their yeah. goaltending situation without Yusei Saros is horrible. You know how many they were? He was providing them four and a half win shares this year. Of course, yeah, win, win shares this year. Yeah. That's how good. That's how valuable Yusei Saros was to this Predators team, and it's against uh, Colorado. Yeah, and they're a fleshed out unit this year. Yeah, yeah. Colorado are a well, machine. They were, they were just. They were after them. Colorado they were, are a machine. They were after that goaltender from the start, and I think um, they obliterated Nashville early, and they it couldn't come back. Look, they look. They did overhaul the defense, but like uh, outside of a couple of other pieces. Like, the only elite guy on that defensive end is Romagnosi. And their third pairing, in, in their third defensive pairing in particular, was pretty awful. So right. Let's, We'll keep tune of those. Okay, next one to look at. Um, happy anniversary, Dr. J. So, on this day, 35 years ago, yep. Dr. Julius Irving played his last game with the Sixers. Yeah. Ironically losing in the playoffs against the Bucks. Yeah. Who would ine- in- inevitably that team would end up playing the Celtics, losing the Celtics, 
and the Celtics will play the Pistons at Eastern Conference Finals. But that was his last game, and he scored 24 points. Happy, was that happy the, anniversary. Was that the game where he went for the hook shot and missed? I don't know about that game, but this yeah. was his last game ever as a Sixer. Yeah. And he retired. So yeah. it was a very, you know, he was, he was the face. Well, well that was a He good, was the face of the merger. He, about ABA he, he played his best years in the ABA. Yeah, but, of course, but, it, but you know, he, he had success with the New York Nets yeah. before they went to Jersey. But obviously the one championship that he got with the Sixers back in 83. And yeah, happy anniversary, Dr. But Jones. I think that, uh, I keep thinking back to that missed hook shot when they had a young Barkley plus Bobby Jones. Plus, plus, um, that that fee five foam core that that yeah, was a really I mean, good core in the eighties. Yeah, I think this was Barkley in his rookie season. Yeah, you know, Julius at the end. I don't think that was going to be something that it could have been though. And Moses, it, I don't know. It could have been Moses Malone was still really productive during this time. Okay, another thing on this day, eleven years ago. Yep, the Chicago Bulls were blessed. Yeah, with. Mwah! Derrick Rose, the youngest ever the to win the MVP. My goodness. Yeah. I saw a video of this guy watching just now on YouTube. Yeah. Fantastic. He was, he was incredible. Fantastic. Fantastic. He was incredible. Just fantastic. He was the guy. The guy. He and was then the, two, the and a year later. The injuries. A year later. That ACL injury. And, you know. It, it, injuries have slowed him down. He he's obviously was with the Knicks this season, and he didn't play much because of injuries. Yeah, you know it's hard to say what could have been. What could have been? He's, he's the healthy. He is the NBA's biggest what if story. Yeah, I just feel like there's a lot of people who like to conflate. Oh, he would have been the boy, best point guard of all time. I don't think he would have, but he still would have been like he was a. I'd go as far as say he was a top five player in his in, when he was healthy. Oh well, he wasn't. So that, yeah. there you go. Oh, yeah. Lastly, congratulations, Malik Willis, who yep. got drafted by the Tennessee Titans, Titans, only to have Ryan Tannehill really comment on the fact that he appreciates and congratulates him for being on the team, but he's not there to offer any kind of you know fostering or any kind yeah. of under the wing yeah. business. This is because this is, Ryan Tannehill apparently. Has had nightmares about the AFC, yeah. that AFC game. Divisional game, The yeah. divisional game, he's had nightmares about it. He's gone to counseling for it. And so Ryan Tannehill, of course, is your favorite quarterback in the entire league. Not so, really, no. Yeah. And I hate him. I hate his guts. Well, I don't hate he's him. He's overrated. I just so, think yeah. he's overrated. He's he's a, an okay starting option. But, not I mean, this franchise. could be, a, if Malik Willis's skills could be fostered, to be something, yeah, they might have something. Well, I knew he was going to Tennessee because uh, that's the best place for his for his skills. Um, this smells of like uh, just Tannehill was doing his best Brett Favre impression. Remember when Aaron Rodgers was drafted? And this is not the same. Thing. It, Apples and oranges. I know. Willis, I, not I, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, but it's he, and Aaron Rodgers is waiting a lot longer. Yeah, and Tannehill's not Brett Favre. No, nowhere near. But he, it is. It is very interesting, uh, Tannehill's comments in particular. Well, and they, we, they just seemed really petulant, in my opinion. Well, while we lament on that, our show has come to an end. Yep. Uh, that The long one this time, but we had a lot to talk about. Yep. We'll still be having a lot to talk about. Basketball NHL playoffs. playoffs or NHL, NHL. Basketball. Baseball. Yada, yep. yada, yada. Ba- the, the big three are, are in full swing. Yep. 
And then once those are over, baseball, we will be going all in on yep. baseball once M- once the NBA and NHL seasons conclude. But that's it for our show this week. Thank you. Uh, for today. Uh, if you come from TikTok, welcome. welcome. We do this thing two times a week. And we'll have more for you next episode. See, Ciao. see you then.